0: Welcome all to the Pro Football Radio podcast, episode sixty-five. This is your co-host Jay Chima with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, Juan De Puma. But additionally, we got guests along as well today. We have our senior NFL contributor De Berge, and the one and only Hammer Time from Hawaii Pacific, where they have a statue outside the basketball building. How are you, fellas? Bam, bam,
1: bam,
2: bam! i've been better <laughs> it's fine we all have but we got hammer time on so it's gonna be it's Absolutely. gonna be a glorious episode we've got the
0: michael jordan version of hawaii pacific on the line with us today
2: <laughs> actually hang on we did mikey P uh, a disservice by not listing all the nicknames we got mikey p aka hammer time aka frisco aka white light white heat hammer time mikey p you, you absolutely have to get all my names. You gotta get all I the nicknames. fans. Here. I have a lot of fans here who are listening. You're the Apollo Creed of the podcast with his like 90 freaking nicknames that that guy had in the Rocky series. So you, you, just, you're, you're, you're not gonna go out like him. You're not gonna die in Rocky Four. We're gonna keep you around a little bit longer, right? Yeah, the legend lives on. Yes.
0: Yeah. And Burge, buddy, how are you doing up there in, uh, in uh, the Boston area after the debacle on Sunday night?
1: I'm depressed. I am very, very depressed. (laughs) I find it hard to get happy about anything with football right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that we get some better news this week. Yeah, let's hope so. All
0: right, so let's jump right into it. Um, This podcast is going to consist of us talking about the Patriots versus 49ers. Um, We'll talk about the Cowboys and how much they suck peen. And then we'll talk uh, about some week uh, week eight uh, previews. So, Let's kick it off with some Patriots and 49ers action. As we all know by now, the Patriots got absolutely annihilated, 33-6 uh, to the 49ers. Um, for the most part, Cam Newton looked like trash, um, and the whole offense in general looked like trash. But let's start with the 49ers' pers- per- perspective first, and let's turn it over to Hammer Time, as I'm sure he's, he's gloating over there, sir. So the floor oh, is yours. The biggest smile
3: on my face. <laughs> They're actually starting to look like, uh, you know, a football team again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen, man. I, I the fact that they were so depleted on uh, with their roster with all the injuries, uh, it's still uh, a, a miracle that that we lost by so many fucking points, man.
3: Seriously, I, I don't know how it could happen. You tell me. You guys <laughs> would <will> be experts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's very simple. The Patriots suck really bad right now. That's that's. Uh, it's as simple as it gets.
3: Hard-hitting
2: and analysis.
0: horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Brennan, would you want to get in on here real quick before me and the birds start hammering the Patriots?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, the, the 49ers offense, they're essentially running back university. I mean, you can put anybody back there, and they're going to get, you know, 18 touches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Like, I, I wasn't expecting uh, the running back core to go off like they did. I was a little bit surprised at how much spacing the the offense was able to generate. I mean, they had everybody moving on jet sweeps and sweeps and, and whatnot and, uh, and getting Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel in space, uh, even though Samuel got dinged up with a hamstring issue, but the, pets yeah. ju- the, 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 the Pats looked out of sorts on the defensive side of the football. They couldn't really keep up with their guy. They gave up way too much spacing and this, this offense is inept. I mean, there's no other way around it. There's there's nothing, no positives to take away from this offense. Cam Newton's holding on the ball for too long. There's easy checkdowns that he could have hit at least five times in that game to make it a little bit more interesting on Sunday. Um, there's nobody that can generate space. Edelman is a shell of himself. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a, a salary cap casualty next year. I think they're going to move on from him. And, you know, after... Seven weeks of seeing this team, I think the, the pass would be justified in moving on from Julian Edelman. So there's a lot to be done. There's a huge game coming up against Buffalo, and I am fading this team until further notice. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Berge, let's, uh I know you've been going through hell and back for the last 48 hours. Um, got, got really dark sometimes, but let me turn it over to you and get your initial impressions on what you saw on, on Sunday.
1: What's the excuse, excuse this time? Mm-hmm. Last week it was, they didn't practice. They had ravaged with COVID. You know, what's the excuse this time? What, what where is the drop off from this offense from week two against Seattle, even week three against the um, against the Raiders? Mm-hmm. What the heck happened? Yeah, you know, it just they just they just look lost out there. There was literally nothing positive that I could take from that game on Sunday to make me feel good going into you know a, this a, a pivotal game against the Bills. Yeah, I, I just can't. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So listen, uh, me being the Patriots fan, it it was tough to, uh, tough to swallow that, that, that loss, but the Patriots were, were forever, you know, able to, to manage injuries and roster deficiencies by playing, you know, extremely high at the quarterback position and extremely high coaching as well. Right now, it seems that unfortunately we don't have that high quarterback play, and when you play a team that has superior coaching as well, because we all kind of believe Kyle Shannon is a good coach, we couldn't even get over that hurdle, right? So when you start looking at some of the issues we saw on the field, right, and I'm going to take the blame pie down to three, like three kind of uh, three levels, right? There, the first blame pie, the first, the, the major sector of the blame that I put the uh, on the loss is, is to Cam Newton, right? Simply put, Cam Newton is just he's erratic, um, he's missing wide Do open throws. Like, he he just looks really, really bad right now. Um, I, I don't know like I can't quantify I can't even express like how like why he's this bad like is it injury like I, I really don't know at this point point. and I can turn the the floor over to you guys but do you guys see anything in Cam that maybe is injury related or is it simply the guy doesn't have it anymore it's kind of hard to look at some of his numbers I mean if you look at the last you know the, the games that he started his quarterback rating has gone down significantly and with the Dolphins he was at 100.7 passer rating with the Seahawks game he was 94.6 with the the Raiders game, he was at seventy three point eight. The Broncos game, he was down to fifty one point six. And then for the San Francisco game, he kind of bottomed out, uh, bottomed out at thirty nine point seven. So you can see a, a drop off in each single game. Now I just don't know what that that equates to, right? Is it simply you know he started out hot and the other teams are are figuring who he is? But I can't just I can't quantify or justify any of this right now.
1: I think a lot of it's on the coaching. I think his confidence is completely shot right now. I mean, you could hear it in the way he was talking in, the, in, his, in his calls with the media on Monday, basically saying if he doesn't change his performance, it's going to be a permanent change to, to Jarrett Stidham. I think, I think Bill has got to do something to, get his, to help him get his confidence back. He just looks lost out there. This is not even what he looked like what in his last games with the Panthers last year, even though he was hurt. I don't think it's injury-related. I think he's just – he's just he needs to get his confidence back. He needs to get his swagger back, and he needs to understand that he is an all-pro football player when he wants to be. Mm-hmm.
2: Now – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, real quick, I would just to jump in. I mean, you know, you could kind of make the argument, well, maybe the last couple of games is, you know, just – the after effects of having COVID or being, I mean, even though he was asymptomatic. So that's kind of a reach of an argument, but I mean, in all these games the the other, the opposing teams made him play quarterback, like the Seattle defense made him look good because Seattle just can't stop anybody. They gave up like 500 yards to, to Kyler Murray, uh, in in, on the Monday night football game. I just think that, you know, they're going to have to go back to basics. They're going to have to go with the skill position players or lack thereof that they have, but like the 50 running backs that are on the new England roster, they're going to have to go back to their roots and they're going to have to go back and establish the run. And you're going to see a lot of uh, quarterback keepers and option plays. And I know we're going to preview the, the bills uh, Pat's game in in a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is back to the drawing board, we're going to run the football down your throw and grind a defense down.
1: Yeah. They need to, they need to get Damian Harris going. I'm sick of, of them doing this carousel. Like, when he was out there on Sunday, he had some good runs. He averaged 5.8 yards a carry over his 10, 10 rushes. Like, get him out there, feed him the ball. He's a talented running back. You saw it against Kansas City when they needed him there. Get him out there. He's averaging 5.4 yards a carry over, the, over this season. Yeah. yeah. Give him the ball.
2: Real quick, I got a question for, for Mike for Hammer Time. Uh, so, Mikey P., you know, this defensive front and defensive unit as a whole for san francisco they've just been obliterated by injuries you know but y- y'all have been really toeing the line and, and bouncing back i mean how good how how good of a coach is, is robert Sala? like do you think he's gonna be around next year like is he gonna get a head coaching tab because this guy is doing miracle work with javon kinlaw uh and uh and a bunch of replacement level guys Uh, on the defensive front. Like, what was your takeaway from the the defensive performance on Sunday?
3: I mean, I think the future is bright for the coach, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, he's ready for the next level just yet. I mean, we got got a huge game coming up this weekend, you know. So, but losing Bosa was like an enormous blow to my balls, you know, when I heard that. (laughs) I just, I, I cringed. I'm like Jesus Christ, the anchor of 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 our whole football team just went down. so um I think you know it's it's that whole mentality you know the ne- the next guy gotta step up, next man up. so I yeah. think uh, you know the performance just that that whole persona of the San Francisco 49ers like getting back to being you know kind of like top dogs in the NFL is starting to kind of go through the locker room guys are are wanting to play hard uh you know but injuries has just been tough man it's just it's not just the Niners. it's throughout the whole league you know Mm -hmm. you're seeing it literally every single week it's it's terrible Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and i think that's one of the reasons why i thought the patriots had a shot at playing against the 49ers and actually winning, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I took them to win is because – I mean, you I were thought, oozing confidence, yeah, Jay. Yeah, you like, were, oh, you were sure. more confident what? than me. Oh, I wanted oh, whatever yeah. drugs oh, you were taking, sad, dude.
3: dude for sad.
2: sure. Jay, you were
3: – To dupl- me, they're going down.
2: <laughs> you were doubling down all week being like, fuck Jimmy G. That son of a bitch is going down. To hell with them. You
0: know what's funny? I realize I'm starting to turn into a typical Bostonian Patriots fan. (laughs) Oh, you're
2: just realizing that now?
0: Because I am – spoiler alert – I'm doubling down again this week, and we're going to beat the Buffalo Bills by 10 points, all right? But that's – we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) But I was – I I think I was very let down with the fact that, you know – We knew this team was depleted with the 49ers, right? We knew Jimmy Garoppolo. At the end of the day, like, the guy ended up with zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 277 yards. He's very efficient. I get that. But I thought we could get to him and rattle him. But this defense for the Patriots did absolutely none of that. They didn't stop the, they didn't stop, they didn't contain on the edge. They let running backs get outside, you know, essentially yeah. at one point when the running backs were stopped, they just, then the 49ers went to wide receivers getting outside. I mean, I was, I think this is the worst half of Patriots football I've ever seen. And I've never been this dejected after a loss, even after the Eagles Super Bowl where we lost and, you know, we, we threw, threw up 33 points and we still lost. I, I still didn't feel that bad because I knew we had talent and we'd get back there, but this is a different, different level of Patriots bad that I, I've not, I'm not used to. Obviously, uh, when I was, you know, uh, back in 2001, when I started watching the Patriots, I was like 10 years old. So mm-hmm. before that, I don't remember any of that shit. So for me, this is all new. And the question that I want to pose to everybody is, is I know we all love, we all love to talk about Tom Brady and his slippage or players in general, how they're getting over the hill with Drew Brees. But are we seeing some slippage from Bill Belichick? And I ask that because what I saw on defense right? The issues and deficiencies we saw on defense weren't about talent. They were schematically bad. Like they were in the wrong position and they just couldn't essentially do anything, right? I mean, I understand if you don't have any talent, but what I saw from the Patriots defense was more schematic issues. So are the players tuning Belichick out? I want to throw that out there because there is, I can't explain this any other way. I mean, this is just bad on all fronts all the way around.
2: All right, what, hang the, on, hell, me, what the hell
1: was the game plan? That's what I well, want to know. Well, yeah, what was the game plan? I don't know.
2: Well, let me jump in real quick. I mean, they also they're missing Patrick Chung, they're missing Dante Hightower on that defense. And Brandon, but these I guys, said that, but
0: Brandon, but I made the point that this isn't about talent. This is schematically. These guys have right. absolutely but, no but, idea but, but what the forty ers were doing.
2: Jay, my point being is Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower were essentially. The quarterbacks on that defensive front. They made sure everybody was in the right positions. They were calling the right the right plays, the right coverages, of, you know, audible audibling out of the defense. And those two guys, those crucial pieces on that defense aren't there. And we were already on the episode last week saying that the McCourty brothers need to step up their game, and they clearly have not. So it's not I'm not giving them a free pass because uh, – or not giving Bill a free pass as well because of those guys being out of the, of the game because they opted out for the season. But it's definitely a, a mitigating factor as to why this defense has stepped back.
1: I'd argue that with Dante Hightower more so than Patrick Chung, mainly because of how talented the Patriots secondary is. The Patriots linebacking core sucks. There's nobody there. I mm-hmm. mean, you have Juwan Bentley who's kind of taken a step forward a little bit. I mean, it's tough to tell, but I mean, there's nobody else there.
0: Yeah. And I, and I bring that up because I wanted to bring Belichick up because at the end of the day, the organization is Belichick, right? Robert Kraft stays out of the football operation. We all know that.
1: Except for Tom Brady.
0: Well, of course, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm just stunned at the level of talent we threw out there on the field on Sunday, right? This isn't just a defense problem. On the offense itself, like, all the, the weapons that we have, there's, like, absolutely no yards after catch, right? Like, the run game is average. Wide receivers can't get past defenders. Like, it, I understand that Cam was the main reason we lost this game on Sunday. But if we don't look further than that, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. You know what I'm saying? There, there are bigger issues here than just Cam in itself. And I do believe if it was out there or Garoppolo, whoever else, whoever our quarterback would be, like, we would still be struggling this bad as well.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, with three interceptions. Cam, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Cam Newton's one hop in the ball to open receivers. So, I mean, the weapons are definitely a problem. They're not the problem, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be nice to add a tight end or a wide receiver at the trade deadline, but I don't even know if I want to do that at this point.
2: Yeah. Right. At this point, like, if you don't win Sunday, like, you might as well start being sellers at this point. And yeah?
1: l- unless they can find somebody for a bargain who's going to be here beyond this year. Yeah.
0: Well, Burge, let me ask that question because Brandon went there. So what's the next step? Like, let's say, you know, somehow we lose against the Bills, which I don't think is going to happen. But let's say somehow we do. Right. What? I
2: mean, you're 0 one so far on big ball takes and big ball predictions, Jay.
0: But Burge, looking forward, let's say we do lose the Bills. What's the game plan? Do we blow it up? Do we sit or trade or cut Cam Noon and we just give the, uh, the team to Stidham? Like, what is the game plan if we lose on, on, uh, on Sunday?
1: So I've gone back and forth with this in my head um, regarding the quarterback situation. As much as I would love to see Jarrett Stidham play right now, and you know I am craving for it, I think you would be doing him a disservice to throw him out there. I mean, they keep throwing him out there in garbage time of these blowouts, and it, obviously it's not going to go well. The team is obviously not playing well when they throw him in, and it's not going to provide them a spark. I think we've, we can all agree on that. Starting him at any point during this season, regardless if the season is lost or whatever, with the supporting cast that he has, sets him up to fail. So at this point, I'm okay with just sacrificing Cam Newton. Let him play. If the season gets lost and they end up going 6-10 and 10 or 5-11, and 11, you know what? You sacrifice him, and you move on after the season. There's no going to be no extension talks or anything like that. Now, in terms of the trade deadline, I'm okay with trading on Gilmore now, mm-hmm. regardless, before this Bills yeah. game. If they were to make a move right now, and they could get – I mean, I think I'm being pretty lofty about getting a first-round pick for him, but
2: they can get a, a high second. I was going to say, I think a high second might be within the planet you know, Earth, like, Yeah, because well, he's you
0: know passing week. I think his value is dropping.
1: I don't know about that, but, I mean, if there's a team that, like, for example, I heard there were rumors about the Bears. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously their loss, their blowout loss last night um, may change that tune a little bit, but that's a player that could put them over the edge defensively. They've already got a great defense. You could probably find a team like that to give up a first-round pick. Depends. I mean, Bill the GM, who knows, but
0: I'm okay with moving
1: them, but at the same time, I have no confidence in Bill to hit with the pick.
0: Listen, I, you're, you're spot on right, and I want to make a quick joke before anybody else jumps in. I saw this joke on, like, one of the boards or forums or whatever it was, and it said, like, you know, if let, let's say next year's draft, Bill Belichick somehow is in a position where he has both, like, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields available to draft, he'd somehow trade that away and go down to the fourth round and take some no-name safety from from some shit Absolutely. college. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but the that's guy, not even a joke. I can see that happening. That's
0: more himself, and that's fine when you have the greatest Hall of Fame uh, quarterback of all time. He can, he can cover that up, but now it's not working. It It's obviously not working. In the last five years, I did the math. In the last five years in the drafts, I can honestly say we came away with two good offensive linemen, uh, Tooney and Mason, and the rest have been trash. The rest of the picks have been absolute trash. Uh,
1: How did they trade out of not taking somebody like a Jordan Love this year? Or even, even beyond that, in this loaded wide receiver draft, how did he not take one?
0: Well, because he wanted to take a uh, a, a safety um, out of uh, what was it, some double A college that nobody. I don't Harder? have
1: a problem with that though. I mean, I like the Dugger pick. Be, I think the Dugger pick's gonna great. going to be he's going to be a good player for them. But
0: or, or he wants to take a, a kicker in the a fifth round the fifth when there's still yeah. wide receiver talent out there, and the kicker's <laughs> not even on the team anymore. He doesn't
2: even make the no. team. He's on the practice squad. practice yep. squad. Right. Okay. Yep. I mean, no. real quick. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Burge. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, trade deadline destination is. I think. You know, we all saw what Seattle looked like on defense mm-hmm. la- uh, the, uh, on Monday night. They can't stop a runny nose. Uh, Mikey P, and we can all attest that the NFC West is probably the best division in football right now. I'll agree with mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. If, like, you can't um, – Russell Wilson had a, a B-minus, uh, you know, a B-plus, A-minus type of game, and they still lost because their defense couldn't make a stop. Like, Stefan Gilmore going to the Emerald City – for a second round pick might make a little bit more sense than going to Chicago, just because they're going to have to stop people on defense and you know, they can't have any more setbacks like they did on Monday night against the Cardinals. I think, I think Seattle would definitely be in play for the right price. Mm-hmm. If you send them to, if you send them to Seattle, you need more than a second though. Cause that's going to be a
1: late second round pick. Like, I mean, all right. You need so like would a you, could you guys
2: point. second and fourth? I was just going to say like a two and a four yeah. and, and call it a day. Yeah, I would call that a day. I would, yeah. I would make that trade. One,
0: well, one last thing before we move off the Patriots, and and please somebody for the life of me explain to me. Where did this love from Jerstedom come from? Like why is everybody on on Jerstedom's <laughs> peen like they need him to start? Because from where I'm sitting, Belichick, right? Who we all regard as the greatest coach of all time, decided to go hmm. with Cam Newen, who came in late, didn't learn the playbook as quickly as Jerstedom, but still decided to choose Jared Stidham, still decided to choose Cam Newton over Jared Stidham. And now when Jerstedom does go into these games, he's doing absolutely nothing. For us to be like, all right, well he should start. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand he's getting thrown in there, but in some of these blowout losses, the 49ers are playing soft coverage. They're just running the timeout and he still can't make he can't seem to move the ball or have any sort of traction. In his first 20 pass, he has four interceptions. Like I don't see it. Where is this Jared Sim love coming from? Can somebody please explain that to me?
1: Boston media talked him up in the offseason. Yeah, that's but you're happens.
0: but you're buying in, Bird. You're the one that's like I, I, I'm buying mm.
1: it. I am buying it. I would like to see what he has. I'm not saying he's I'm, gonna be the second coming. I want yeah. to see what we have in him. He's under contract for the next two years. I wanna see what I got out I I want to see what I got in him. You know, I think, we already already have. Out there.
0: I, I think we already have the answer. I think from the fact that he didn't win the starting job, Belichick relegated him to being inactive for the first three weeks, and it was only until Brian uh, Hory was so fucking bad that we finally threw him out there. And when he does get in the games, he's doing absolutely nothing. Against the 49ers on, on, on Sunday, they were playing soft coverage, they were just running the timeout and he couldn't do anything.
2: Are we gonna well, discount well, how he played line. against the Chiefs? Yeah, I was gonna say like the offensive line really couldn't stop anybody on Sunday either. But no, I think like we we all saw a snapshot of what he looked like, I, and I know it's preseason. I get it. Can we but, get over like,
0: that? That was like a year and a half ago. No. That was like yeah, that was four well, quarters,
2: Jay, two Jay, years ago. Jay, you want to hear you want to hear why there's a love fest for this, and I'm giving the argument. So let me let me finish the train of thought. We all saw what he looked like in preseason against Detroit last last season he led the rookies last year in preseason in uh and you know yards thrown touchdowns he looked dynamite in preseason he's going in in garbage time i get it he looks like hot garbage but He was also running in Auburn the same offensive scheme that Cam Newton had down there a decade ago. So the guy can run if they wanted to expand the playbook out a little bit and get these 50 running backs involved that the New England Patriots have, do a little bit of more of an option type of thing, jet sweeps, whatnot. I think you could get a little bit more out of Jared Stidham if you played it with strengths a little bit. Because the guy's mobile. We've seen him throw the throw the ball uh, against Kansas City. He's got a nice deep ball. It's just, you know, a couple of times he, you know, the wide receivers didn't do him a whole lot of favors. He did have some brutal picks. I'll give you that. But we've seen enough that if we are able to start turning the playbook loose a little bit and get to what plays to his strengths, I think he could be an average quarterback that could shred the water. If this defense had all of his players on board. Again, I, I think that they're doing him
1: a disservice by throwing him into these games as much right. as I call for it, like, what do you have as to much game? as I call for it right you know
2: he doesn't like have either put him in like, right now yeah like live and die with him like from start to finish for 60 minutes like don't put him in with like you know garbage time for like you know a half a half the game and then start burying the kid when there's you know the, the, he's he's being put in a position that he can't even succeed in, in the fucking first place going I in mean, garbage time.
1: as much as i don't want to see this happen if if the patriots lose to the Bills, they're, oh yeah, two if, and five. That's easy with they're the two if, and five. I'm, this is a guarantee. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I said lose. Yeah. they go two and five. All right, they're going to beat the Jets, and then they got the meat of their schedule coming up. They got the Ravens, the Chargers, the Rams. Yeah, you're not looking at you're not looking too good at that point to try to make up ground to get back in the playoffs. Outside of sacrificing him in his development, what's the harm in throwing him out there at this point? You know what you you know what you get in Cam Newton. What's the harm? To the team outside of again hurting his development if you there really is something there what, what's the harm in seeing what he has on a clean slate in well, a clean game
0: I, I think we will see that i think if we do lose the bills this week i, I think it's full-on blow it up i mean let's uh let's bench cam let's give the rest of the year to stidham uh and see what what he can uh, he can do now in my mind I don't think we have the answer at quarterback on our roster currently, right? At the end of the day, I do believe if, if Stidham was going to be something in the NFL, he already would have done it. He would have been out on the field at some point or won that job from Cam Newton. Like, Belichick is not stupid. He's seen this guy in practice every single day. And at, at this year, two years in, like how much more he's developing does he year. need? Yeah, two years in, how much more developing does he need? Like at Yeah, some but you're point, talking
2: about him like he's a first-round draft pick. The guy was taking in the fourth round.
0: Well, I mean, people talk about him like he's a first-round draft pick.
2: Oh, let's start Stidham. He's the greatest thing ever. Well, that's
0: because there was
1: narrative out of Boston saying that in this draft, this past year, he would have been a top – he would have been like a top three quarterback in the draft. That's That's where that comes from. Right, I think that's where that That's where that narrative is built from.
0: I think we've gone on too long about this. Anybody else want to wanna wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going
2: to ask Mikey we can P. I could keep going. I want to <laughs> I wanna, I wanna get Mikey P. involved a little bit on his team. I feel bad. He's like sitting here, like eating popcorn, like the big E meme. Oh, come on, from Mikey w- P. He's probably
0: looking at some sort of porn or drinking something out there, man. Mikey P. Nah, no, no,
2: no, The no. hammer. <laughs> just syruping that peanut
0: butter whiskey. If I had to guess, uh, Mikey oh, P. Okay. probably on Instagram right now looking at chicks. <laughs> ah,
1: I'll finish with this. Yes. Aaron Rodgers didn't start till his fourth year in the league, and he was a first-round Thank draft pick. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So, oh, so now Jerry Sims, Aaron Rodgers.
1: I never. No, I'm not saying making that comparison. I'm just you saying you are sometimes completely a, making that comparison. Sometimes yeah, but Jay, a great, Jay, you're a good the ones one need to
2: sit. Yeah, you're, you're the one that's like talking about like, oh, Jerry Sims is to like produce now. Is a fourth-round draft pick, but like, you know, it, there are different paces of development. Like, you have a Rod sitting there for three or four years. Okay. Jordan Love is going to be sitting there for a bit, but it's all it's all in the the context of things man like it just because he's sitting there developing behind you know uh you know tom brady last year and then cam newton came in and took the job i don't really necessarily think that that's an indictment against sito because if he was that bad jay on a four-year rookie contract they're they're not on the hook for that much salary cap damage if they were to cut him last year especially in the fourth year of his especially he's a fourth round pick without a fifth year option yeah
0: no, I'm just I'm just trying to make the bigger point that I don't believe the answer to quarterback is on this roster. I think it's time that we start looking to the future. I think it's time we look in the draft and, you know, let's let's hope, you know, at some point that we're in position to maybe draft not enough. Obviously, we understand we're not going to be in the Trevor Lawrence or maybe in the Justin Fields sweepstake. But let's say if there's a trade land sitting there, and let's say Belichick doesn't move down to the sixth round and you know <laughs> get out of that pick. Let's say let's say he takes him. I mean, I, I just think I think it's time to start looking forward. Um, and, and I think uh, this Bills game is is a must win at the end of the day.
1: Let's say yeah. let's say the uh, Niners go down and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut because they don't owe him any more gear oh, here here we we money and oh, he comes God. right back. Here I won't go. even go. I'm sorry, I went there. This, this well, is- well, no. <laughs>
2: don't, you know, Mikey P. Please get in on that. Like, what, get in. what's what's your? Because th- yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's your thoughts on Jimmy G and the upcoming <laughs> schedule? Because. This, there's a lot of divisional games coming up and there's you you're facing the bills in about three weeks you got green bay a rematch of the nfc championship game like how do you feel about this offense with jimmy g being on quick throws and and kind of managing the offense coming off of that ankle injury
3: i mean i, I told you guys last time i was on i i've never been a huge fan of jimmy G. I, My I, mean, man. I, I just i i really <laughs> have it to me i i've always felt like he's just not a superior athlete to me like he's just not he's not very athletic he doesn't move very well you know he when he sits in the pocket he's got time he can make some great accurate throws but like he's never sold me he never has so like i've never had a ton of faith in him and you're right we got a bunch of great hard nose games coming up and honestly i'm just you know hoping and praying
0: Do you, do you, uh, I think I posed this question to you in the beginning of the year when we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, what will it take, uh, what would do you need to see for him to be your long-term successor at quarterback? Um And have you seen any of that yet so far? If not, are you ready to move off of him next year?
3: Oh yeah, I'm definitely ready to move off. I mean, I think, you know, the offensive line is fantastic. Uh, as soon as we get these running backs healthy, you know we can go back to ground and pound like we've been doing it just sucks like seems like every other week we're getting a, a, a running back hurt and uh it's you know another another uh week of you know next man up who who can step in and you know cover some ground um and then with Samuel going out you know it's just another blow to us uh offensively so. Yeah, uh, you know these injuries are just they're they're killing from week to week. I, I'm I'm just hoping that things get better and Jimmy can and at least finish the season positively. That's my whole end game. I thought they would, you know, hit the season off ground running, play a little better. But I mean, this division is really really tough. So I. I Seattle is a hard game. Every single time we play them, it like comes down to the wire. So I, I'm really looking forward to the game this week, and that's for damn sure. I hate Seattle. I have a friend who works at Clay. we have a friend that works at Killeese so Henry Thomas, he, my man. Yeah, Thomas. he's from Ce- he's from Seattle, I and mean, he's a diehard Seattle Seahawks fan. We've been going at it for years. Yeah, so I I love to see Seattle lose, and I hope he's listening.
2: <laughs> well, early game preview. I'm taking the 49ers to win outright. So, that's, all right, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm not even about. like I'm not even like pandering to you. I'll, I'll get into the reasoning why when we get to that game. But I I like them this week against Seattle.
0: All right, let's move on to topic number two before we start doing some uh, game previews. Uh, the Cowboys, who are um, just as bad as the Patriots, uh, some can say worse, uh, <laughs> but they, at 2 and 5, lost to the Washington Redskins. It was a pretty yeah, bad no, game. No, no, no. football team. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Washington football team. My apologies. 25 um, 3 was the final score. It was not even close. At one point, Andy Dolan got his head demolished, and we all thought he died. But Puma wants to rail on them. So, Puma, the floor is yours, sir. Have fun. Let us hear it.
2: It's this like you, you thought you reached the depths of how bad a team could be on Monday night when they got obliterated by uh, an Arizona Cardinals team where Kyler Murray looked like trash and still they all put up. I think they put up like what, like 38. They dropped a 30 burger on them. And, you, you know, you go into this game and me last week, I did the game preview where I, I, I literally said on the pod. Dallas could probably lose this game because of how bad their offensive line is compared to this defensive front uh, that Washington has with a bunch of former first rounders. But here's my dumbass in New Jersey looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app, the official the official app of the Pro Football Radio podcast. They just don't know it yet. Uh, I'm sitting there at the at the at the the, the rest stop putting the bets in. I'm doing a money line parlay, and I put Dallas in there, being like, "There's no way." that they could be this bad against the Washington football team because all they have going for them is the defensive line. Like, the offense is bad. It's really it's just Terry McLaurin out there doing his thing. But Andy Dalton has to be able to bounce back against this team. Like, they have to find something within themselves to say we're not going out like that against the Washington football team. And what the hell happens? They lay a fucking egg. Like, they lay an egg in the 1 o'clock time frame, and there's – Dude, like there's no it, – it's beyond a coaching issue, right? Like we could all say that Mike Nolan is a terrible defensive coach right now. He, There's a reason why there was six years in between his last stint as a defensive coordinator, which I think it might have been for my Miami Dolphins, to to being with Dallas right now. Like there is a legitimate reason as to why he was on unemployment for six years. Like, there is just no heart on either the offensive side or the defensive side of the football. Like, at one point, the the camera panned to Andy Dalton, and he's, you know, giving his offensive line an earful, just trying to get more time to have the play develop. And they just completely tuned him out. And I think that following drive, he scrambled, tried to run for the first down, and John Bostic took, took his head off, and nobody did anything, dude. Like, nobody did a goddamn thing to to John Bostic, throw throw a punch like sh- at least have a shoving match at least have a shoving match with with somebody like show some show show some pride like I don't want to hear about how oh man football's a brotherhood man we got everybody's back in this locker room we them boys and you guys didn't do shit like Andy Dalton was out before he hit the ground and nobody did anything and you you basically travel to Washington this is a meme but it's also true you travel to Washington to kick a field goal and here's Jerry Jones Trying to defend his locker room this morning by being lo- when he's asked, he's asked, "Do you think you have a, a locker room leadership issue?" Well, I don't think we have a locker room leadership issue now. Just shut up and let me answer the question. Shut up and let me answer the question. I think, I think, looking back, you know, we we have the um we have the benefit of replay. You know, we all sat there and saw an endless loop, uh, Andy Dalton getting hit, and uh, you know, we we in real time, you know, the players might not have known how to react. That, that was the most comical defense of a, uh, uh, you know, a, a locker room with no stones. Like, they all have no, like, they don't have any balls, man. Like, they literally looked emasculated on Sunday against the Washington football team. Like, the, the only bright spot is they're in the NFC East, where they can still possibly win this goddamn division. But beyond that, like, I think they might be, like, a hair worse than the new york jets and that is saying something like they are just bad and i think they have the edge and the worst team in football right now because of how much money jerry jones has sunk into this team and how for some reason for the last 30 years they've been touting themselves as america's team and they haven't done jack shit but don't worry everybody will still be out there being like we damn boys you, you ain't shit until you actually go out and win a fucking football game like you have not done anything this year and you haven't done anything the last 30 years and the only beneficiary of this like this fucking clown show in dallas is dak prescott because it proves that he was actually the guy that actually kept this fucking team together and kept the team in games i feel a little bit better now wow (laughs) oh my god all i can say is wow to that (laughs)
0: let me say this
2: i I think like, fucking Mike McCarthy, oh man. Oh you so- know <laughs> what I mean? Like, Mike McCarthy. Like, Mike McCarthy. Like, it, it's kind of proof positive that Aaron Rodgers was the reason why Mike McCarthy was successful. But you know you fucked up. Mm-hmm. When Mike Mar- Mike McCarthy comes out and basically calls out the locker room saying they have no heart to defend Andy Dalton. Like... This, oh my God. All right, now now I'm done. Can, can, I'm I, done. can
0: I speak now or do you <laughs> yep, want to... you got it. You got it, Jay.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, so I've been thinking
0: about this quite a bit and I do believe Jerry Jones swung and missed on his head coaching hire, right? And now going forward, right, it's going to be interesting to see what the, the resolution out of this is because I think Jerry Jones, much like most of us, we hate, we hate more than anything in life than to admit that we were wrong, right? It takes a lot, and sometimes organizations, the NFL, will will stick with a first round draft pick five years into the future because they don't want to be wrong, and it does them harm, right? And I think Jerry Jones, he needs to really look at himself in the mirror, and he needs to look across the league at the Arizona Cardinals, who made a massive deci- who made a massive um, uh, mistake in hiring Josh Rosen, right? I'm sorry, uh, drafting Josh Rosen and getting uh, the wrong coach in there. And Steve Kime, he, he, he admitted he made a mistake and he immediately cut bait and hired a new head coach and a new, you know, drafted a new quarterback in Kyler Murray. And I think that's what Jerry Jones needs to do. He needs to really look at the mistake he made and, and realize that I don't have the luxury of time of three, four years to see this thing through. I got to start making some moves and make them, make them now. And I would cut Mike McCarthy at the end of the season and start from fresh again, man.
2: Well, the other issue, too, is, you know, Steve Kime, at least as a general manager, he's not the owner of the team. Like, like Jerry Jones is the only owner of an NFL football team that's also the general manager who has his own fucking radio show in Dallas. Like, he is a big part of the problem because, yeah, I get it. He did play for Arkansas. He was on a national uh, championship winning team back in the 1950s. But his biggest problem is he knows just enough football to be an issue in free agent negotiations. Like somebody, just, like I get it, you own the Dallas Cowboys, but somebody just needs to like really look at Jerry and be, you need to be the owner. Because he is almost like the NFL comparison to when when Ted Turner owned the Atlanta Braves, like, he was trying to, like, actually be a manager of the baseball team. He was trying to be the general manager of the baseball team while running Turner Network. And that ended in a fucking disaster until, uh, Brian, uh, until Bobby Cox took over as the manager. And then they won a world title. They won 13 division titles in a row. Like, somebody needs to tell Jerry, you need to just worry about writing the checks we're bringing a general manager to actually run the day-to-day operations of the team, and maybe we'll actually get to back back to our glory thirty years ago.
0: Well, one last point before somebody else jumps in: it's, I think, on the radio show, Terry Brandon, you saw he knew he's in the wrong, and he's coming out he's coming out fighting because he's embarrassed that he made that decision. I think deep down he knows that essentially. He made the wrong decision, and, and the question that was asked was not that bad. I listened to the whole audio. It was, it was not as bad as I thought it was because I saw the headline first, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got I to hear this. I listened to it, and he just came out, and he felt embarrassed, and he went to town um, against that against that uh, radio host. So um,
1: that's my take on
0: it. You guys want to jump in? Go ahead.
1: Why aren't they feeding Zeke without Dak? You know
2: what the fucked up I mean, thing I- is? It's like he, he's still getting the ball. He, he got, like, 30 touches um, even with Dak in there. Yeah. Who, Zeke? Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, I'm saying he, he had 12 rushes on, on Sunday, all right? And then against Arizona, he had 12 rushes then, too. I mean, granted, he fumbled twice against Arizona, but, like, he needs to be the guy now, all right? That hit on Andy Dalton, that response was pitiful. How John Bostic didn't get suspended out of that is an absolute joke, in my opinion on the league but they need to they need zeke to be zeke they they need him to go out they need him to carry <coughs> the ball 25 30 times and they need him to be productive with those touches and protect the
2: ball yeah
0: unfortunately he keeps fumbling the ball that's the issue as well cut the goddamn mm-hmm.
2: sleeves off cut the goddamn sleeves off man like but he, Jesus, didn't fumble I last week, the- he didn't fumble on sunday thank god well yeah but he was too busy getting blown up by one of the defensive linemen like zeke i don't know if y'all saw the highlight. But he was on pass I did see that. And, I did see it. And he <laughs> just got annihilated by, I think it was Ryan Kerrigan, just going straight through the A-gap. And, whoo, he had his soul taken. And so did Dalton this, on that hit just before bad. he got knocked oh. out. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know. I, I just say, blo- like, at this point, like, the only saving grace that Dallas has is that they are in the NFC East. And... It, the, the Eagles are a mash unit and they're just a, a hair better than everybody else like that let, that's it
1: let me ask you guys this would Cam Newton do better in that offense that Andy Dalton has in the time that he's had I know granted he got hurt last week but had Jerry Jones signed Cam Newton to back up Dak over Andy Dalton with that weapon with those weapons would he be succeeding
2: right now no, cause I think the offensive line is worse
0: Uh, I I don't know, man. I I think they're both bad quarterbacks. Um, I I don't understand where this narrative started last year for Andy Dalton. Like, I I find it fascinating that people can just sit there and make up storylines. And then it's true. For, for 10 years, we saw where Andy Dalton was in Cincinnati. He had one good year, maybe, right? And the rest were like, ah, all right, a couple of good throws here, a couple of bad throws there. But we know who Andy Dalton is. But then all of a sudden, Peter King decides to start this narrative because apparently he heard it from the Patriots that Andy Dalton is the next great, apparent, you know, quarterback in the NFL. And now it's true. But we, we see what he is. I understand his team sucks around him as well, but just like we're going to blame Cam for some of the issues, you do see some of that in Andy Dolan's play. You do see some of the in, indecisiveness, not trying to get the ball uh, out of his own hand as quickly as possible. So I don't know, man. It's a wash. Both the crap quarterbacks. I don't even know we're having this discussion.
1: <laughs> um, you guys Anywho! Work? I can't. I can't follow up that bashing from from
2: Puma. I can't do it. I, I just can't. No,
1: it's
0: fantastic.
2: Fuck it. Move on to the game preview, Jay. I'm, 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 I'm done with this team. I am done with this team. Like I I, I can't. Like oh, my God. Like how do, how is Skip Bayless like on national television and like still. Like keeping it together as a Cowboy fan, like <laughs> I can't stand Skip, I really can't. But like, part of me feels a little bit bad. Just, just a scotch. Yeah. But it. it oh God. Get, get don't age. worry, even, don't worry.
1: He's getting off watching, watching the Bucks and Brady down there. Don't well, worry. Even, oh, that's true.
0: even he's at this point kind of like, I well, I'm done with this team. This team is done. He's he's calling for everybody to be fired as well and just kind of starting from scratch. So. So we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the season pans out. But let's move on to the Week 8 uh, previews. Uh, we're going to be picking one, two, three, four, five games. New England-Buffalo, Pittsburgh-Baltimore, Seattle-San Fran, Dallas-Philadelphia, and then Tampa Bay versus the New York Giants. So let's start with the first one, the New England versus Buffalo. Burge, go for it, sir.
1: I don't know where you're getting your confidence from going into
2: this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want whatever I, drugs you're on, Jay. Because... Yeah, listen, no. no, for, no, no, no.
0: for 20 years I've been told. Bill Belichick is the greatest go. coach of all time. So why now am I going to stop believing in him? Why? Why?
1: I, I'm i not saying why? that like I don't believe that the Patriots are going to find a way to win on, on Sunday. I'm just I, – I, I don't share your
2: confidence. We're not at watching, the triple down level that like, you're at on Prozac.
1: Like, the Bills have been <laughs> trending down the last couple of weeks. I mean, they almost lost to the Jets this past Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So – I like to think that Bill's going to have a way to contain Josh Allen. And, I mean, I, th- I, don't, I think John Brown's going to be out again. I don't know what the status is of, of Diggs. Is he? I know he got hurt on on Sunday. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I legitimately don't know what to expect. Buffalo has a decent defense. And, I mean, it's really going to stem on how Cam Newton responds to this 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 adversity that he's been facing over the last couple of weeks. (sighs) I just, I'm going to subject myself to torture watching this game. That's more or less what it's going to come down to. And I'm going to, I call it a coin flip. I'm going to pick the Patriots because I'm biased, but it's going to be close. And I could very easily see it go the other way.
0: So you're picking the Patriots.
1: I am going to pick the Patriots because I'm biased. And I think I think if I was an unbiased person looking at this game, I would call it a coin flip. <laughs> and I know the Patriots season is on the line with this game. They have to win this game to have a chance. And you know, Bill is the greatest coach of all time. I have faith in him still and I will after the season even if they even if they go 5 and 11 the rest of the year. I just I it's just torture watching this team right now, and I'm praying for a win, but no doubt I'll be drinking, and we'll see how I react to it.
0: <laughs> uh, Mikey P, what's your pick on this game, brother?
3: I mean, I, I definitely don't have the Patriots. I wish I could uh, give you any time. Oh, you're Oh, you're not on support? drugs, Hammer Time? Yeah, you're not I'm on drugs? I'm probably not on drugs, even though I'd love to be. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't think they have a shot. I think it's one of those situations where everybody expects them. They have such high hopes. Their season's on the line. They got to perform, and they're just going to fucking take a dump.
0: Mm, Yeah.
3: I got got nothing on them. I mean, I think they're going to get routed again. Cam's going to fail, and then, you know, it's going to be the apocalypse for you guys.
2: Yeah.
3: Puma, your thoughts?
2: I mean – Buffalo is a three and a half point favorite. If if I'm betting this game, I'm I'm probably not going to touch the the point spread unless I'm going to do a teaser. The over unders at 43. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm I'm fading the New England Patriots until further notice. Uh, uh, unless and unless they're going to run the football a ton, and we've seen throughout the entire course of the season, and a lot of it was because Buffalo was without their their key linebackers, uh, anchored by Tremaine Edmonds, uh, they can be defeated on the run, but uh they they have tremaine back i don't i I don't believe if i don't know i'm not sure if the running back core is back up to snuff but edmonds is definitely back but uh, unless new england is just really going to go back to its roots and run the football and just milk the clock the entire game i i'm fading this team i i like brian dable as the offensive uh, coordinator for buffalo i think he could be a dark horse candidate as a head coach for uh houston i think he's going to do what San Francisco did and just get his guys in space. I think Cole Beasley could have a huge game uh, Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Uh, If Stefan Diggs is a go, I would not be surprised if they got him a little bit more involved in jet sweeps and and prove and have new England prove that they can actually close the the gaps and, and seal the space off between the offensive uh, skill position players for Buffalo. Uh, But uh, gun to my head, I'm taking Buffalo in this game and uh, sports talk radio was gonna be fun on Monday morning for the greater Boston area. You mean insufferable?
0: <laughs>
2: I mean it's gonna be great for me, Burge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I know I was wrong last week, okay?
2: You were you were exceptionally wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> (laughs)
0: But I think I was one week off. I am going to say take it to the bank. The Patriots are winning this game. You can't bet a mortgage. to
2: the bank, okay? You can't can't bet a mortgage because you're fucking homeless, Jay. No. (laughs) Like you're living in your car now. You're going to bet the pink slip? What is this, Fast and the Furious? Is Paul Walker on the other end of the microphone over there? Yo, man, I almost had you. Yo, you never had me. You never had your car.
3: You're going to end up like Ja Rule.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <Monica>! <laughs> Like I said, take it to the bank. Patriots win against the Buffalo Bills. And I have no reasoning or no evidence from the Patriots on the field to back up my claim. But like I said, we've got to apparently blindly follow Bill Belichick into this. I mean, he's the one that got us here. For 20 years, I've been told he doesn't uh, rebuild, he reloads. He takes shit talent and turns them into amazing talent. He coaches up with the best of them. So why now for 20 years am I going to jump off the bandwagon? Belichick, it's on you. Patriots win.
1: I will say this, Jay. The only thing that I would say is going your way on this pick Mm -hmm. is that the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills. Mm. They always come out to these hot starts, in september and you can even count october into it i know we're still in october but we're at the tail end and i think the game is actually played in november so um the bills always come out flying and then turn into what everybody expects out of them and i th- the the trend is that way the way that the they have looked the past couple of weeks i mean th- I thought for sure sure that the Jets were actually going to steal this one against the Bills on uh, Sunday. I know you and I were talking, Jay, and we were watching that game closely, being like, if they actually pull this off, oh my god. But they are definitely on a downward trend. This could also be their their trend up game, but I'm with you with picking the Patriots as much as I hate to say it.
2: (laughs) Just just make sure you guys have Tums, Milanta, Xanax, and Prozac ready. Like, that's that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I, I might end up trolling myself again this Sunday by playing Everybody Hurts, but, like, I'll have that song ready. Brennan. Uh, I'm going to have it queued up and ready to go. Don't worry.
0: Brennan. <laughs> Brennan. Brennan.
2: Yeah.
0: When we, when we take a little drive from New Jersey on Saturday, right, to place our bets.
2: Uh, here we go. James take Benton, it to
0: the bank, okay, baby? Go <laughs> Patriots!
2: <laughs> Hey, uh, I'll remember that when you come to the house, be like, yep. "Yo, Jay, can I crash at your house and borrow your car? Because I lost yeah, my car. because I just lost my
0: rent money. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Clay Lacy to just fund my um, direct deposit for DraftKings because I'm putting it all on the
2: Patriots, baby. Yo, can I expense this? Yo, Mikey P. Yo, Mikey P. Can I expense this? Can I expense I, I might this be real able quick? To
0: slide it through.
3: Uh, yeah, they yeah. won't
2: raise any question, raise any eyebrows. That's I, sure.
0: Let's move on to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Pittsburgh Steelers barely won and hung on um, against the uh, Tennessee Titans this past week, winning on a missed field goal kick by Steven Gosowski And the Baltimore Ravens were on a bye, so not much report there. But in regards to this game, I'll go first real quick. The Baltimore Ravens, man, they've been quietly kind of flying under the radar. Um, I feel as if ever since they lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on the Monday Night Football game, I feel like we've just kind of forgotten about them. I feel like we're just like, all right, well, looks like they can't really beat Kansas City. Let's just keep them out there, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll see these guys in uh, in the playoffs, right? On the Pittsburgh side of things, man, they came out hot. They, they punched Tennessee in the mouth in the first quarter this past Sunday. I thought it was going to be a bigger blowout, but in the second half, Big Ben was doing everything he can to give that game away, man. He was throwing picks. He was not really seeing the field as clear as he should be. And I thought at certain times it was going to be a foregone conclusion the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to lose that game. So. I think with just how shaky Big Ben played, and the, I think the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are coming off of a bye week and they're healthy, and they picked up uh, – what's that What's that uh, defensive end they picked up? Uh, uh, great,
2: Yannick Ngakwe. Yep, yeah. Yannick Gakwe. Ngakwe.
0: He ends up uh, going back and teaming with Kaleas Campbell and fortifying that defensive line. Um, I think they're doing whatever they can to get ready for the playoff push against the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me the uh, Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, the spread's close, but I think it's going to be in the realm of probably like a 28 to a 24 game.
2: Yeah, point spread. I mean, the point spread, it, it opened at five and a half. It got betted down to four, uh, Baltimore's favored uh, by four points. Um, th- the only thing with Baltimore, man, is this season, like, the offense hasn't looked that great. Like, the the, the running the ball hasn't looked that great. It's a, it's a maddening running, running back by committee for fantasy football purposes. Mark Ingram hasn't looked like the same guy. From last year, uh, I was still waiting for the the J.K. Dobbins breakout game uh for him to just take over the lead back role. That that hasn't come yet. But Mark Ingram's a little bit dinged up. Uh, but I I like Pittsburgh in this game, despite like the head scratching decisions that Big Ben made uh, twice, throwing in a double coverage. Uh, this offense is firing all cylinders. Deontay Johnson looks like the second coming of A.B. Chase Claypool looks like a a, a poor man's uh, Megatron right now. Juju Smith-Schuster is still on that offense. He he's he isn't dead yet. I expect him to have a you know a possibly a, a bounce back game because this this Ravens defense is great, but somebody is going to be schemed open in this game. And I think a lot of focus is going to be on Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I think Juju could have a decent game. Eric Ebron. When he's able to catch the football, is a is a serviceable tight end. Um, I like St- I like Pittsburgh in this game. I think they're going to be able to shut down Lamar with this uh, with this defense that they have. Uh, give me Pittsburgh. Give me the points for take, sure.
0: Take it to the bank now.
2: I mean, uh, I've kind of <laughs> learned my lesson about you know big ball bets, a la Dallas in a money line parlay. I'm not putting a whole lot of take it to the bank bets right now. <laughs> so don't
0: no, so no take it to the bank. All right. Just, just want to clear that up for anybody listening. You know, I know we give valuable insight to our,
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like one of these people of like on major networks that say, Oh yeah, easy win. It's a lock and they don't have any money in the game. Like, the picks that I'm doing short of the Dallas one last week, the picks that I'm giving on the pod, I have money involved in these games. So I will take Pittsburgh and the points this week.
0: All right. Okay, cool, cool. Uh Burge, what you got on this game, man?
1: This is gonna be the game of the week, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I wish this game got flexed. I know. These these two teams always play each other tough when they when they play against each other. I like the Ravens in this game. I think Pittsburgh is going to have to lose at some point. And I'm kind of playing the odds with that. I, 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 like Lamar Jackson in the running game to get back on track. I would love to see a JK Dobbins breakout game this week. Strictly fantasy related. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I like rape the Baltimore defense to, to have an answer for, for what, what Pittsburgh's throwing at them. And, you know, I, it's going to be close. Uh, Jay, I'm kind of in the realm of, realm of view here, 28-24, that kind, of, that kind of score here. But I like the Ravens in this game. But I'm not taking it to the bank.
0: Oh, don't take it to the bank. No
1: courage, no conviction. This, this can go any other way. I'll, I'll take one yeah. to the bank later tonight. <laughs>
2: oh, a tease. Nice. Well,
3: what do you Mighty guys think P. of the – what do you guys think of the Dez pickup? You guys haven't spoken about that? Oh,
0: absolutely nothing. He's going to be on the practice squad. He's going <laughs> to maybe see the field if they get hit with a rash of injuries. The guy's done. He's washed up. I, I, it was not even oh, a story. Wow. Not even a story in my mind. It's just an insurance policy if everybody gets sort of some COVID outbreak.
3: So you, you don't think he's got anything left in the tank? Absolutely nothing, no. But, yeah, you have so much confidence in uh, – in, uh... In, in your Patriots, take it and, to uh, the
0: Cam. bank, baby, and think Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you guys think uh, Des Bryant is uh, is going to be of something?
2: No, last time he was on a roster, he blew his Achilles out the first practice. Mm-hmm. No, I oh, mean, like I mean, even when even when I he wish was he was playing... here in New
1: England. I wish he was here in New England. <laughs> this is true. Here we go. I...
2: I mean, even when he was playing, though, like his years in Dallas, like towards the end, like he, he wasn't putting up the numbers anymore. Like, I, eh. in an offense that's having a hard time just moving the ball through the air right now, I. Uh, well, no. you
0: know what? That's a good point. <laughs> I, I want to touch on that lightly here, real quick. Have we seen Lamar Gress this year? Because I thought he was going to take another step forward and, uh, you know, kind of explode, especially in the passing game, but. To be real with you guys, he, he's not really looking that great. Uh, am I am I wrong in that assessment? Totally agree with you.
3: No, yeah. he
2: he has not looked the same. Like he doesn't look
3: explosive. No. He doesn't have highlights like he did last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on up to the game that. Uh, Hammer Time will be watching very closely on Sunday. The Seattle Seahawks coming off of a thriller of a game against the San Francisco 49ers. So we're already touched on the 49ers. We'll have to go through all that again. But on the Seattle side, they lost a game in overtime to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday night, and it was probably one of the best games of the year, man. I was watching it. It was up until midnight on the East Coast. It's swinging back and hmm. forth and seesawing, and, and DK Metcalf is essentially doing his best audition for the U.S. Olympic team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was... the Fastest you know, man alive. Oh, my God. And I'm just sitting there watching this game just in awe, but I think the, the thing that I took away from this game was Seattle has no defense at all, and we already hit on this the fight that Stephon Gilmore could go there. But when, you know, there was this narrative of let Russ cook, right? I understand that, but right now, he's, like, running the whole goddamn restaurant. Like, I mean, like, they're asking (laughs) him to do everything. He's throwing for 500 yards every night. It's absolutely insane. You can't keep up this pace. You gotta provide him with some sort of defensive help. And that is why I do believe that eventually, you know, uh, Tampa Bay or Green Bay, uh, probably Tampa Bay more than Green Bay, is gonna beat them in the playoffs because they can't stop anybody. There's no defense at all for the seattle seahawks so with this game i'm gonna take seattle here just because i don't really believe in um san fran that much so give me seattle um on your end uh burge what uh what are you thinking on uh, on this game
1: i'm with you i like seattle here Uh, i i trust russell wilson to, to 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 just ball out like he has i you know biased dk metcalf fantasy owner here praying for a big uh big performance out of him. I'm not as sold on, on San Francisco either. I mean, granted they did just steamroll my boys here, but (laughs) after watching that game, that's not saying much. Um, I, I would, I would think it's a pretty big make or break game for, for the 49ers being in that division. Um, you know, you don't want them to drop to, uh, to four. What are they going to be four and four there if they lose, um, lose against, uh, the Seahawks here, you know, We've seen this narrative before about an offense going through the uh, going through the regular season and tearing it up without much of a defense. I mean, 2007 Patriots right there mm-hmm. didn't have much of a defense. They went through and they tore it up. I like Seattle here. It's going to be a close game. Um, but like UJ I don't have any faith in them in the playoffs. Yeah
0: uh hammer time i know where you're leaning but um you know is there any way the 49ers can lose this game from your angle <laughs> i mean to be honest with you i'm on the fence you
3: know i mean the, the two offensive weapons that we have with uh wilson and uh, samuel being out is a huge blow so i mean with seattle they can I mean, wilson could just he's throwing dimes left and right we have to match that offense and right now i you know i don't have a whole lot of faith in Jimmy. So <laughs> it, it, I, even as a great 49er fan, like I'm just being realistic, you know, I, he's not going to put up the numbers. I just don't believe in him. So I'm hoping, praying that a miracle is going to happen. But, you know, sadly, I think Seattle is going to take it.
1: Yeah. 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 Of course. Uh, Go ahead. Ayuk, Ayuk filled that, filled that role as Samuel pretty early on when Debo was hurt. I mean, it'd be Obviously it'd be, better to have both of them in there but do you think that he can uh, he can fill that role of the you know the jet sweep running uh you know running runs out of the backfield as well
3: sure absolutely I mean the guy's an athlete so yeah I have faith in him um but you know our running game is essentially like the biggest offensive weapon we have and
0: Mm
3: -hmm. you know we got multiple athletes that are going down it's kind of hard I I just don't know where they're going to turn to
0: Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Brennan, what's your take on this game? Who's winning between Seattle and San Fran?
2: I mean, I, I kind of teased it with the uh, the takeaways of the the Pats Forty Nine ers game, which was really just a Forty Nine uh, Pats group therapy session. Thank you, Brian, um, guys. I appreciate it. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I said I'm taking the Forty Nine ers in this game. Really, the the only reason is this defense is just it's so bad for Seattle. I mean. There's the, this at this NFC West has a bunch of high flying offenses uh, on the field. Kyle Shanahan's one of the best offensive coordinators in the game right now. Uh, he's gonna scheme his guys up into space. The IU pick uh, it, it was in the draft was just something uh, you know next level if you consider the player for the scheme that he was going to and he, he's been balling out like ever since he came back from his hamstring issue, Uh, when he started against the jets, what was it? Three, four weeks ago, he's been slowly making bigger and bigger strides in this offense and getting it under his feet. And we don't know if, um, Jamal Adams is going to be back for the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, you can't keep winning games, you know, all the time with just Russell Wilson just constantly throwing you into games. Sometimes you are going to run into that that other team. In this case, last week, the, the Arizona Cardinals, that could go blow to blow uh, with you. And Russell Wilson had, what was it, three brutal interceptions in that game. One of them was in overtime that set up the, the game-winning field goal for for the Cardinals. Uh, give, me, give me the 49ers in this game. I think the point spread was also like two – two and a half to three points depending on what book you got the points at like DraftKings as three-point underdogs give me the three points for for the 49ers this week on the road in Seattle okay, Kittle's cool. got to have a good game too oh I think Kittle's gonna mm-hmm. have a monster game uh, against the Seattle Seattle defense I I wouldn't be surprised stat-wise if he gets Tyler Lockett-esque numbers maybe 10 receptions 150 yards and two touchdowns at least I I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility for George.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Moving on to the Sunday Night Football game, Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, We already heard about how bad Dallas is when Brandon almost had an aneurysm. Um, But the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, I don't know why we're picking this game. This is crap. Don't really care. I guess Philadelphia, next.
2: (laughs) God. Yeah. Like... (laughs) I can't, I can't pick Dallas after that rant. Like, they're another, team, <laughs> they're another team that I'm fading until further notice. I think they're 0-7 against the spread this season. They haven't covered one game. Uh, their offensive line is bad. The one bright spot for Philadelphia on the defensive side of the football next to Darius Slay is their defensive front a little bit. But, I mean, Carson Wentz is getting it done with a banged-up offensive line, practice squad wide receivers that he's throwing to, and Alshon Jeffrey that – is in his feelings about not getting the football enough, but it's in the guise of uh, foot-ankle saga that, you know, he's he should be traded, but no team's going to trade for him because of his contract. Um, g- give me Philadelphia in this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of ran away with this game as well, too, just because of the lack of effort we saw from Dallas last week. Next. Take it to the bank. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> woo, woo, woo! Yeah, but who though? Dallas or Philadelphia? The
1: Cowboys are going to write the ship this
2: week. Oh, my oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right, Burge. Ezekiel Allen is going to get back rant. on track. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs>
1: and okay. whether it's Dalton or Danucci in there, quarterback, I think he's going to get those weapons involved. Philadelphia Eagles are a trash team just as much as the Cowboys are. Dallas is gonna win this game. It's gonna be close, but
2: give me Dallas to the bank. Let's really? go. Oh my god. Even with the wow. their
0: quarterback Ben Nardelli?
1: Let's go.
2: <laughs> wow. You know what? You know what this is gonna be? If Burge is right, it's gonna be the it's going to be the Stan Marsh balls in a wheelbarrow moment. Like I think he'll be <laughs> the only one that picks Dallas on Sunday night football. God I'm intently Birch. watching this
1: game for this reason. Let's go, Dallas.
2: I'm just gonna start calling you Stan Marsh's dad. That's it. If if they win, I expect like a Randy. Randy Marsh. Randy Randy Marsh. Marsh. Yep. Randy Marsh. Wheelbarrel. Yep. Okay.
0: Uh, my um, buddy Mike out there in uh, California. So who do you have? Uh,
3: I'm on the Philadelphia bandwagon. (laughs) I'm double downing. I don't know. (laughs) I don't you have to be on some methamphetamines to take Dallas at this point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Moving on.
0: <laughs> Our final game Monday night football Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 5 and 2 go on. take on the New York Giants at I believe 1 and 5 uh and essentially Another take-it-to-the-bank game. I think Tampa Bay wins fairly easily here. Um, It's not going to be a contest. I think Tampa Bay is rounding into shape. Um, You're starting to see seven weeks in. um, They're starting to really gel ready, click And on top of that, that that defense uh, I think is probably one – the top two or three defenses in the NFL. I think I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at first, but these guys in Tampa Bay, especially with that front seven and that linebacker duo between Devin White and uh, Lata- Levante David, um, I think it's probably the second best defense. And I, and I do believe Devin White is an up and emerging linebacker. That's going to be probably the best linebacker in the NFL in the next two or three years. So they're clicking on defense. They're clicking on offense. Rob Gronkowski is rounding into shape as much as you hate him, Brandon. The guy looks like he's actually moving downfield. Looks like he's actually running quicker. He's starting to beat DB. Like he did back in the day in in New England. I think this is gonna be a a national TV. Oh my god, the Tampa Buccaneers are here kind of night. We're talking probably like I would say like 35-17. Um pretty big blowout.
2: Wow. I'm just glad Gronkowski doesn't look like me getting out of bed every morning. Yeah. Slow, Listen, he freaky. was He he was rough <laughs> the first four he weeks. The first four weeks yeah. he, was, he was looking rough.
3: He's finally in game shape now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the Buccaneers' defense is the best one in football right now. I think even better the off. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think okay. I think Pittsburgh is is uh, is the second second fiddle. It's it's close, but I, I like Tampa Bay uh, defense as as uh, the best in the NFL right now. I mean, I'm I'm taking Tampa Bay in this. I mean, right now it, it seems like the band is back together with Tom Brady on the offensive side of the football. Um, I, I think Godwin. Godwin might miss this game though because he fractured his finger catching a touchdown pass last week. He's getting surgery. I think he's going to miss, but he'll be, be he'll be back week nine along with Antonio Brown against the Saints. Oh boy! So got a game. Game. No. it's going to get me started. Oh, it's going to be the the Mike Evans uh, the Mike Evans show with Gronkowski. But I mean, Ronald Jones looks like the clear back in this offense. Uh, the the Leonard Fournette experiment. I think is gone by the wayside. LaShawn McCoy isn't even the third down back anymore, but they're really not going to need it. The one good thing that the Giants defense is air quote good at is uh, stopping the run a little bit. I just, I don't see the offensive firepower for the Giants to keep up in this game. I think it's like you said, Jay, it's the national stage. They're going to prove a point that they're probably the best team in the NFC right now. And, this this Giants team is just so bad, and I for Giants fans, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe after this game, Evan Ingram is uh, is on the trade block because he's just been brutal his entire career as a New York Giant. He should be on the trade block for that drop last week. I mean, all he had to do was lay out. Like all he had to do, he didn't even was have to lay, lay out, out for it. Like
1: fuck, hit, hit him right in his hands. All he's
2: got to do is catch that, they win the game. Yep. No, you I know? Th- I, I, I all right, you know, real quick, not to bring it back to the Pats, but if Evan Ingram's on the trade block, are you guys trading for him?
0: Absolutely. Oh Anybody with the pulse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Absolutely.
0: Where you know the Patriots right, now, yeah, they're the win Patriots this stuff right now are you know, us in college at three A. M. and we got the beer goggles on and everybody <laughs> else has left. And there's just Except that the one pancakes. chunky chick in the corner. <laughs> we're in that position right now. So anybody with the pulse, bring it on.
2: Gotcha. All right, Birds, you were gonna give us a game pick, and then I kind of drilled it for a hot. No, second.
1: no, you're good. I'm with you guys. Uh, as much as I'm not yet 100 percent buying the Buccaneers because I hate watching Tom Brady succeed elsewhere, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a blowout. The Giants really don't have it. This year, as we've all seen, they're one and six. I mean, I like the Buccaneers big here too, as much as it pains me to say. So Let's is fucking Tom, go! Is Tom
3: Brady in the MVP race? Well, Pending this whole,
1: I knew this was gonna come up. I really, uh... <laughs> Pending this blowout,
3: you guys are predicting?
1: I don't think so. I don't think it. I don't think it moves a needle. I think if I, don't I think, think he's so. In, I think personally, think he's in it now, but I don't think that game. You guys you
0: guys ready for what one more take it to the bank
2: uh, I, I would be shocked. If by he years said it wasn't
0: by years in, Tom Brady will be the MVP of the league. The guy looks like he's 35 all of a sudden. 15 touchdowns, one interception. The last five games. The guy looks good. He's on a mission. He's gonna he's he's coming out guns a blazing, man. Like you can just tell. He's a different kind of Tom Brady this year. He's done with all that bullshit with Belichick and Belichick holding him down, not providing oh any wide God. receivers or, Here we go. or any weapons. And, and you can just okay. see what's happening now. He sure. took a pretty shitty to below shitty team. Let's let's call him average. Let's call the Buccaneers average team from last year, and just dropped Tom Brady into that uh, into that roster, and all of a sudden they're a fucking they're a phenomenal
2: The only thing holding them back that was that offense was a, a top tier offense. If maybe Jameis Winston got his uh, LASIK surgery a year sooner. Let's not make it sound like they just rose from the ashes of mediocrity. Thank you. So like, so let's... seven
0: and nine, seven and nine is a great offense. Is that what you're telling me?
2: I mean, with all those offensive weapons, really the only thing holding that entire team back, including the defensive side of the football that had Todd Bowles last year as well, too, was the quarterback that kept throwing interceptions. Otherwise, yeah, so there really what we hasn't we... been a whole lot of additions.
0: Yeah, what are we arguing about here? Like, I mean, we take them out. you drop them the greatest it, of all time.
2: You're, you're making it sound like the Buccaneers went from 0-16 to... To <laughs> Super Bowl contender because a guy that makes out with the sun on a, a photo session and has right. avocado ice cream I'm is is the s- is the savior stop. of the, the team. They were seven and nine last stop year. It. They
0: were middle of the pack. They were thoughts. They were laughing stock. And now they're Super Bowl contenders. The because guy the, the that's the only
2: thing that changed. Okay.
0: What else has changed? What else has changed? The defense is still the same and intact. Levante David was there. Devin White was there. Shaq Barrett. They're all there last year. I mean, now what's changed besides? Tom Brady coming in. Tell me, what's changed?
2: All I'm saying is Tom Brady came in, Jay, but you're making it sound like they were the New York Jets of football last year. I Tom said they're Brady in the middle of the pack rose, at 7-9, and
0: nine, and now in. they're a 5-2 and super-condending team. Give the man his fucking credit, bro.
2: I am giving him his credit. I just said that they are the best team in the NFC right now, but... Like I said, the only thing holding him back was Jameis Winston and his lack of LASIK surgery last season. Otherwise, they probably would have won the, N- the NFC South last year as well too and probably made noise in the playoffs because say what you want about Jameis, the guy's got a cannon of an arm and can move the pocket and is mobile enough to make things a little bit more interesting on the offensive yeah, side of the Yeah, He's also
0: football. the defensive player of the year as well with 30 interceptions. <laughs>
2: again, again insert, insert statement of LASIK surgery uh, year prior. If he had that, <laughs> oh my God! All can, right, can I can I pose a question to you guys right now? It's kind of a
1: kind of an interesting take here. All right, so we all know who who our teams are, right? So I'm Patriots. Jay's Patriots. Hammer Time is the 49ers, and Puma likes the Lowly Dolphins. Who are you rooting for to win the Super Bowl if it's not your team? From a pure fan perspective. Oh, who for are you rooting me, oh, for? for me, it's easy.
0: It's the Buccaneers, They're
3: very
1: okay. easy
0: okay
2: probably the Steelers I mean they were my psycho pick at the beginning of the season I had Steelers Cardinals going to the Super Bowl I'd be happy with one of those two winning the Super Bowl this year I'm
3: I I like Baltimore I I just I love Lamar Jackson I think he's an unreal athlete he reminds me of just a, you know a a Jason Williams type of point guard you know in basketball so I, I I like those guys. I like their style, their attitude.
1: I'm all on the Tennessee Titans bandwagon if my Patriots can't win.
0: Oh, really? Tennessee Titans? Why is that Mike Vrabel?
1: Mike Vrabel, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a great story going in there. I absolutely love Derrick Henry. I love Derrick Henry. I wish he was uh, the Patriots running back. I just I like them to go there. They were a great story last year. They fell one game short of making the big game, and I thought for sure they were going to win that game.
0: Well, let me ask you a question out of the AFC because the NFC is a little bit more, um, I guess, a little bit more wide open. But in the AFC, is it really Kansas City and Bust, or do you think Tennessee can actually beat them? And given the fact that they didn't beat them last year and the Ravens seems like they're fading, and maybe the Steelers are there as well, but who's, who's more in line to win the AFC besides the Chiefs?
1: Tennessee-Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think Tennessee and Pittsburgh are the two teams you have to go with right now. I mean, you can't go with anybody out of the AFC East. You can't go with the Bills. They're leading the division right now. We all know what they are. You know, and, you know, I mean, Baltimore could make some noise, you know, later in the season. You know, Pittsburgh, Baltimore out of that division. But out of the AFC South, it's definitely the Titans. Yeah. yeah. Colts are frauds.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think this is a big game for the for the Baltimore Ravens this uh, this week. I think uh, they they've got to plant themselves back in the picture because ever since the Monday Night Football loss to the Chiefs, they've just been kind of like a, a relegated afterthought. You
2: don't whip it.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Um, do you guys want to get to anything else before we uh, plug it up and call it a day?
1: Please.
2: I mean uh, the Antonio Brown the signing. Win.
0: Sure. If you guys want to talk about that, let's talk about Antonio Brown.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. I figured he'd be back in the league. I figured, uh, you know, you really can't take anything any stock in what Bruce Arian says with, mm-hmm. with anything yep. about, uh, you know, oh, he's never coming in here. He doesn't fit. And then, you know, they could say what they want. Tom Brady banged the table to have his guy come back in. You know, it is what it is. And, and, and that's the perk of, of being – This is more than likely going to be Tom Brady's last team, whether he wins a championship this year and decides to run off right off in the sunset, or if he decides to play out both the two years of his contract with Tampa Bay. That's the perk of having this organization by the ball. So you can basically call your shot. And Jason Light going into the season... His job was on the line. Tom Brady came to town. You have to win. I mean, he missed on a bunch of draft picks in in his tenure as a general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yeah, he's going to put all of his chips in the middle of the table and treat this team like a fantasy football draft uh, and people that don't know how to draft and have waiver claims because this team on paper looks unstoppable now with this Edition of Antonio Brown.
0: So essentially what you're saying is he's the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest GM of all time as well.
2: (laughs) I I mean, mean, he he has better choices
0: than Bill Belichick right now.
2: (laughs) I mean, Jay, he even came out last year and I I know I sent you this article at, at times last year when he was openly complaining about some of the roster moves that were being made and a couple of the quotes were, man, well, if I, if I had any power as a general manager, if I had any say in an organization, we would be doing different roster moves. So that's already been out there for during his time as the New England Patriot. It's not that shocking that, you know, he's kind of calling the shots in roster moves right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. be honest. Like Antonio Brown would have made it in New England last year had he not been a moron in last year's offseason. Wait, 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 wait. I, I hate
0: I hate that. I hate that.
2: Why? Why? Because why? he, he wasn't pens- cut until the text messages came out, dude. Like he because, it's a Because fact.
0: because your whole your whole your whole sentence was he would he would have made it if he didn't do this. But he did that shit. So like why why is there an if there? A bunch of those he text did
1: it. just came out after the Patriots signed him.
2: Yeah. And if it wasn't for the heat, and let's be honest, no, no, it is, no. Yeah. It's been documented that Brady and Belichick wanted AB to stay. Him being released was a Robert Kraft decision. 100% 100%, agree, 100% agree with you. Like, why,
0: why are we rewriting history? The guy didn't make it in New England. He flamed out in 11 days. He flamed out with the Raiders. Who knows how long he's going to make it? Maybe three, four weeks. He forced his way out. He of it. fucked he, the Raiders. And, and then, he forced
2: he his way out. The Raiders. Raiders. Yes, he did. He
0: fucked the Raiders hard. Cameron Jordan with the Saints was having an interview with somebody and they talked about hey, AB is you know on the roster now, week nine. Will, How would you guys feel about uh, facing AB on Sunday Night Football in week nine? And his his response which is absolutely beautiful well let's see if he makes the let's see if he makes it to week nine i mean the guy the guy has a track record i mean why are we constantly defending this moron who's demolished three teams in the steelers the raiders and essentially the Patriots in the way he left like why do we think he's gonna change now why can somebody explain that to me is it fourth uh, chance will be the the lucky
1: chance i'm not disagreeing with anything you just said there the guy has pure talent so if he can yeah. get out of his own head they're gonna. He's gonna be. He's gonna succeed down there in Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, it's that also we, documented that Byron Leftwich is actually one of the very few people that can get through to Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was in Pittsburgh as a backup quarterback when he was there.
2: I I don't know. I I just don't he, get it. I, he, I, if he, get it. he was here
1: last year with the Patriots for the full season, and you know Robert Kraft and Stephen. Oh, the playoff team going to the Super Bowl. Hundred percent. There were t- there were talks of nineteen and zero with that with him here
2: last year oh my god <laughs>
1: hell hell they made it they made it eight no without him
2: yeah, yeah. and then and the like, offense fluttered yep facts and you know it's i don't think it's it's rewriting history jay like it, it is basically a documented fact that if the text messages didn't come out they were going to ride it out with Antonio Brown because it okay, wasn't a problem. No, 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 no. It was not. If, no, no, if, no, 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 if, J, if, J, J, no. Jay, Jay, it J, J. happened. It J. happened. J. It, it was not an issue until the Robert Klemko Sports Illustrated article came out. That's a fact. Otherwise, they were going to ride it out with Antonio Brown because we all know that the, the commissioner's office is not in the business of trying to dictate off-field, uh, off-field behavior by players. It was blatantly obvious last year when we saw what they did with Tyree Kill when he is on audio tape, documented audio tape, uh, threatening the, the mother of his child, and the guy didn't even get suspended. It was not a problem until the Sports Illustrated article came out. Otherwise, he still would have been on that roster. That's a fact. Uh, listen, you I'm, you, I'm you even, can call it revisionist history. You can call it rewriting history, whatever. But it is a fact. He would have been on this. Listen,
0: Brennan, I'm not trying to be a nasty – like, I truly am not. I just I, – maybe I don't think like you guys do. But the article did come out.
1: No, I'm with you there.
0: The article did come out, and essentially, at that point, the Patriots were forced to make a move. Like – what am Bob I missing Kraft
1: here? was Bob can, Kraft. Who is
0: the Patriots? Who is the Patriots? Can,
1: can we all but agree Antonio Brown is a shit person?
0: Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, That's that's not up for debate, is it?
2: No, it's not up for a debate. But the bigger issue is that it wasn't even a criminal issue, a criminal case. Right? There was never like a police report. I'm not saying he's innocent. He probably did everything that the, the, oh, this woman is alleging. But yeah. the problem is, the problem is, is it's a civil court matter the nfl is not going to want to set a precedent of trying to dictate civil court issues by suspending players by just word of mouth like it's so easy nowadays to, to sue somebody in a civil matter, you don't really need to prove that much. The threshold for the burden of proof is so low in the civil court that anybody nowadays can be sued. I could be sued for a civil suit. Jay, you could be sued. Hammer time, you could be. If you, if somebody bumps into your fucking jet ski, you could be a victim of a civil suit. And, <laughs> and, and take and, my and, name. And, and, and you too, Birch. Like, a civil suit is so easy nowadays that he, like I said, he probably did everything that this woman's alleging, but the NFL is not going to want to set a precedent about the civil issue. He would have still been on the roster, but Bob that was a Bob Kraft decision, which is fine. He is the owner of the Patriots. It's within his prerogative. But when two out of the three people that run the organization still want this guy to be on the roster, that's a telling sign.
0: Telling sign
2: of what? That they that they were willing to overlook his issues. How Tom Brady was willing to have him live in his house and it, it, uh, outside it, of Foxborough, it's, it's, like Dave, we're, we're, we're gonna look past
0: that. I think we're having two different conversations. I, I think what I'm trying to make a point is. Everywhere he's gone, he's been a shit person. Why now is he? For, let, uh, let's back it up. It seems like for his whole life he's been a shit person, and all of this shit is coming back to bite him in the ass now. What has changed? from The last time he got kicked out of the league to now that essentially he's gonna stop being a shit person and his past won't come back and bite
2: him in the ass. Tony Robbins, <laughs> I mean, Brady point, organized yep, Tony yep, Robbins yep. to talk to yep, him yep, like that's yep, not yep. even me being a, a wise ass, nope, that's a fact. I'm,
0: with you. Is that, I'm is, with you, is that it? Like, is that all we're going off of? Is that Tony Robbins gave him a motivation speech and now he's good for life? Like, I, I mean, mean your, your it was basically painted, follows painted that you. way. Your history follows you no matter where you go.
3: I mean, you don't.
2: Yeah, he what you got, me, Mikey
0: P? He
3: reminds me of Carmelo Anthony. Like, everybody routed Carmelo Anthony, you know, with his time with the Knicks. He had a shitty attitude, thought he was way better. And he had something to fucking prove. I think AB's in the same position as him. Ton of talent, still left in the tank. He just needs that opportunity to prove himself. And I think he's just like Carmelo. And now Carmelo is such a better player, more humble person. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be like Carmelo, but I'm just saying, I think the, the, the narrative is sort of there.
1: Uh, I, I agree with that sentiment.
2: Yep.
0: Well, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see how many, um, how many games he plays. Um, I, I, I think at the end of the day, he could probably make it through this season with, uh, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that's a stretch, but I don't think he'll be on the roster next year. Do you guys see him as a long-term uh, play in, in, in Tampa Bay or is he uh uh, essentially a six or eight game rental
2: he's there oh, I as long as tom brady's there I, the yeah fact, I agree. he's gonna be yep. there as long as tom brady's there they're gonna find a home for him and it, it, it's it's as simple as that <laughs> i mean i wouldn't even be surprised i was actually looking at contract situations Like you know mike evans has been dinged up a whole lot in his career if they if tampa bay was able to get a, a decent draft pick for for fucking mike evans and, and keep antonio brown if he can uh you know manage to make it the whole season and be with his boy tom brady i would not be surprised who do you think blows it up in tampa first if it comes to that
0: what do you mean
1: like who's going to be the one that's going to pitch a fit about targets et
2: cetera, anything that oh, can go on down there mike evans just because yeah. he's the senior guy there he's the senior guy for sure 100 percent with you guys on that like I, I was on here two episodes ago saying, you know, Tom Brady's one argument away from Mike Evans with Mike Evans from getting a, a, a punch to yep. the jaw. Yep.
0: Call me the crazy guy, <laughs> but Mike Evans has been a model of standing citizen for the last how many years? Why would I not go with Antonio Brown? Who's been a trash being and a loudmouth and wanting his catches every single place he's gone. Why would I not go with that guy? Am I being crazy here?
2: Well, just a little on bit. What hammer time doesn't have that oh, I'm, I'm yeah. going with the hammer time theory of, the, yeah. you know, Carmelo Anthony and then being humbled. And, hell, you can't really find anything from Antonio Brown on social media even before the signing going into the season. Like, yeah, he went off like a, a coked-out ex-girlfriend last season. <laughs> but during the, the process of trying to get back into the league and get reinstated, and then once the suspension finally came out – uh, that he was going to be suspended eight games. Uh, the the dude was nowhere to be found on social media at all. So yeah, I think uh, he finally realized that he, he needs the NFL a whole lot more than the NFL needing him. Oh, Well, well exactly. yep, wait—he's got I, something I, to prove. He's got yeah, something to prove. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's absolutely. got the edge.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. Upstanding citizen. That's
2: a I mean, you, I mean, Jay. Are you gonna? All right, let's let's play this. They Antonio Brown. He he's on the roster. He's a model citizen. He does everything right with Tom Brady and the avocado ice cream. They go to the Super Bowl and they win a championship. Are you still bitching about Antonio Brown being there?
0: Hell no. If that. Ha- Thank you. <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> <if> Thank <happens>, you. <laughs> if that happens and he's an upstanding citizen and there's no peep coming out of him and he goes and produces on the field, I would be more than happy to sit here and say that. Listen you know the guy maybe has turned a corner but all the information i have right now every single piece of information brandon is pointing to the fact that the guy is a fucking shit human being and keep he can't keep his mouth shut like how how, how am I, why am i like am i missing something here like all the information i have right now is that the dude is a trash human being and he won't be on this team for long
2: i mean
3: so
0: you
3: oh go ahead mike no it was just about to say so you don't believe in second chances then jay i believe well, i mean this, be I like believe a second chance.
2: Chance.
0: this is like his fourth one
2: <laughs> yeah but Tyreek Hill's so. already gone through two one in college where he, ch- he choked out his pregnant girlfriend and then you know with the the child of you scandal last year too like I mean, as as, fu- as fucked up as it is and i'm not buying to this line of thinking but like nope like if you're winning everybody's gonna overlook that shit like i mean right re- Ray Lewis was an accomplice to murder, and the only reason why he didn't go to jail was because he dropped a dime on his guys, and he's mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame right now. Like, that's that's case in point right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, we will all we'll have all the answers to this in about eight weeks. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we look forward to doing all this again. Puma, we're like at an hour and a half. We don't plug this up, so we wrap this up.
2: Yeah, let's do it. So, this episode of the Pro Football Radio Podcast and previous episodes of the pod can be found on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on social media on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter at pfr podcast i'm on the twitter machine brando underscore puma j chima's at j chima uh hammer time where can the good people find you on the social media machine uh mike dot
3: p Uh, what is my social
2: (laughs) <laughs> why do I feel like it's Mike.P.Anthony something? Yeah, like, is that Mike, close?
0: Listen, no, No, no,
3: Anthony. P. no. Yeah, no, no. That's me.
0: You can find a Mike at HammerCosmetics at gmail.com. And could you please tell me why <laughs> yes. your email address is HammerCosmetics at gmail.com?
3: Because I have a successful oh, eBay business.
0: entrepreneur over here. Hey, yeah. like, got to hustle.
3: I've made, made $100,000 in the last 12 months, my friends. So, Are Hammer. Cosmetics is a booming business right now. Let's go. Let's fucking go. go.
0: My man. Cool, cool.
3: That's I got. That's the jet ski money right there. Jet skiing.
2: <laughs> 2020
3: Toyota Tundra. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
2: you, you got you to gotta treat yourself, Hammer Time. You got to treat yourself. Got like, it, you got to uh, have the toys. Burge, where, uh, where can the good people find the senior analyst of the Pro Football Radio Podcast on the social media? Twitter at Burge the goalie. Hit me up. I'll be going at Adam Jones all day. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the hero that we need, Burge. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome, Screw that guy.
0: Well, listen, we've been at it for an hour and a half. Um, I don't think anybody has learned anything from our podcast, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> they learned They learned to take it to the bank. Just not your take, take to the bank. Take it man. to yep.
0: the bank. Put the mortgage on the line. All right. Let's wrap this up. Uh, we'll, so, we'll see you guys next week.
2: Bye, condios. Peace out. Let's go. <laughs> go fast. <laughs>